Welcome to the Lighthouse Financial Advisors Money Over 50 podcast with Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue. This information is general in nature and does not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Therefore, you should consider whether the information is appropriate for you and your personal circumstances. If you require personal advice, please contact Lighthouse Financial Advisors. Here are your hosts, Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue. So today we're going to talk about a question that we hear a lot from uh, people when planning for their retirement, which is, how much will I spend in retirement? Um, Michael, you could ask this a fair bit. Yeah, look, it's it's really one of the the first building blocks or the first uh, things to work out in coming up with someone's uh, financial plan to aim for their retirement is how much they will spend in retirement. Um, we often talk about it's different for everyone, and 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 it truly is. Uh, it all depends on what people. I mean, there's certain expenses that are common, yep. but um, you, you you find that quite a few of the variable expenses are vastly different for for people depending on what type of lifestyle they are happy living. Yeah, and that's I guess it's it's the same with uh, people's expenditure when they're working. Is it some people? can't imagine living on less than $100,000 a year and some people can't imagine how they could possibly spend more than more than you know, $40,000 or $50,000 a year. Uh, but this is, I guess, why this is such an important topic is we've spoken about this and one of the main problems that we see with, with people's retirement plans or with their ability to meet their, their, their retirement needs is that people sometimes have an inaccurate, inaccurate view of how much they will be spending in retirement or what their income needs are. And so this is, I guess, an important thing to, to get right is that you know, you, you're probably not going to know exactly to the dollar how much you're going to spend, but we need to be in the ballpark there of, of, of being realistic about what is, a, what is an achievable um, amount that you are going to be, live on, be able to live on in retirement. So. Um, what we just wanted to quickly go through is is three main uh, options to look at here when we when we need to make an estimate. So generally, we, we ask this question of people of how much money do we will you need to live on in retirement? And the first thing they do is turn that around and ask us and say, well, what do other people spend? And so that's sort of the 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 one of the more common ways that we see people planning for their retirement income needs is, well, what do other people spend? I'll probably spend about the same. It's about the same as them. So this is one where as we've got more and more people moving into retirement, we can we can actually come back in those situations now with a with a fairly concrete answer of what we tend to see there. So Michael, what what do you what do you think I guess the average income needs are in retirement? See see seventy thousand dollars a year is, is quite common. Do you see that as well? Yeah, like yeah, it, it's yeah. A, it's around that figure. Yeah. Um, uh, general rule of thumb is that if you're a homeowner that you fully own your house, um, we like to talk about the cost before you leave the house. Yep. Um, and, and, and that would include uh, basically all of your, your, your rates, your insurances, your maintenance, your, um, yeah, your health insurance, all those your types of things, bill, so power bills. bills. Uh, we include food into that. Yep. Um, yeah. Ballpark for a lot of people that comes to somewhere between thirty to thirty-five thousand dollars per year, yeah. and then if 
again using an average and a rule of thumb if you add another if you double it yeah. you, you get to seventy thousand dollars yeah and you um and, and that allows for all your variable costs like travel uh, entertainment yeah um, and all of those sorts of things again it's, it's different for everyone because yeah. because some people don't have the the inclination to travel as much yeah um, it's it's an interesting one because like you say the the average of what you see i would say that when you're talking to people, even in retirement, in what they think they spend each year, they probably they think it's about sixty thousand, which is sort of like you say, about thirty thousand dollars before you leave the house, thirty thousand dollars in in the fun stuff, like you're saying, different people enjoy doing different things, but people normally allow for about thirty thousand of sort of needs expenses and then thirty thousand for the fun stuff. What you actually what I tend to find is that at some stage throughout the year there's normally another another something else for $10,000, whether it's a, um, you know, a, a trip that, that cropped up that they weren't expecting or something that they had to do around the house or fixing a car or upgrading a caravan. There's always, there seems to be something every year that, that's, that, that extra $10,000 pops up from somewhere. It's, it's I, I talk about it sometimes with my clients and I talk about a variance and taking whatever their budget is and adding 10% or adding 15% to that. Mm. For things that break, um, yep. now it's a, it's it's a it, it doesn't just have to be for things that break, but but um, to your point, it's true. It's just something different every year. So it's yep. a it's a home maintenance item. Yep. It's a car maintenance item. It's a body maintenance item. Yeah. Uh, and that's you know you need some work done on your teeth, or there's some sort of health problem that you didn't yep. envisage, and you have out of pockets. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's those types of things and it's different every year but but yeah well, we do find that people um, under underestimate yeah those types of things that can break and also and, and I think that's that's you as you're saying it's it's not even necessarily underestimating it, it's underestimating your expenses to a degree but it's also underestimating how many things can go wrong and and we sort of um, think that if we've uh, got a good grip on what our regular expenses are and that we're watching where we spend our money. And that's kind of one that you we see fairly commonly is that these expenses each year, they're not exactly things that, it's not as though people are blowing that money, it's not as though they're doing something crazy with it, it's just that you know, life happens and, and these things pop up and, and it's sort of, we know that something like that will happen every year. We don't know what it is, but we do know that something will happen and we need to, to allocate for it. That's right, yeah, it, it is something different every year. Um, I don't mind the average approach. Yeah. But it's, it's really a top-down approach, isn't it? Like yeah. You look at it and you say, okay, well, um, $70,000 will generally give me a comfortable lifestyle. Yeah. Um, uh, and that's never tax. I mean, assuming if, if, if your plan's done correctly, you don't pay any tax uh, once you're retired. So, so... $70,000, when you think of it, it's really the equivalent of one person earning a wage of $100,000, $95,000, $100,000, and then they pay yeah. you know, about $25,000 tax. So, so um, it, it, it's a reasonable amount yeah. of money to, yeah. to be able to live off. And the top-down approach is that, okay, if, if, this, is, if this is what the average is um, and it's $70,000, uh, per year, then I'll just fit all my expenses underneath that, and people can tend to do that. Yeah. Just the same way as as people are getting promoted and getting pay rises, their yeah. expenses naturally expand to yeah. to um, uh, 
to soak up that extra yeah. income that they receive every fortnight. If you work the other way around and just say, okay, yeah. it's seventy thousand dollars as an average, and and make everything fit under that, then, and, and then you can live a still a comfortable lifestyle, a very comfortable lifestyle. Yeah, and that's what you're saying. That top down approach um, is in an interesting uh, way that we break that down. That income, uh, the actual drawing, the income that you draw in retirement. One of the things that I know that you've done with clients is sort of go, okay, well. We expect that you're going to spend seventy thousand dollars throughout the year, even though you've estimated sixty. So, uh, what we'll do is we'll um, you, you, we'll set up and uh, draw from your from your super fund or from your pension fund of five thousand dollars a month, which is your sixty thousand dollars. So, you basically spend that every month um, and and just make all like you said, make everything fit throughout there. And in the back of our mind, we've got that ten thousand dollars up our sleeve that if you kind of get stuck and, and like we're saying one of these things goes wrong which is which it does every year we've already allocated that ten thousand dollars in it and it's sort of you can kind of think of it as as sitting in, in savings there and sitting in reserve is that you kind of have your five thousand dollars a month that you spend and then once throughout the year if you need that ten thousand dollars it's there and, it, and it's available to be to be drawn on it's a great point i mean if you could if you could come up with that same or similar arrangement with your employer it, it would it would generally be a great budgeting tool for people in that you know if their employer paid them eighty percent of their salary yeah. throughout the year and then kept twenty percent of reserve and they could draw cover their employer once a year and draw a big lump sum. It's, it's yeah. a forced budgeting yeah. technique. So it'd be a, it'd be a, it'd be a pain if you were the employer, but it'd be it'd be good for the the budgeting of the person working there. Um, so that's that's like we said that basing your income needs on average of other people like we said that's sort of that seventy thousand dollars a year is what we tend to see from most people coming in uh, the next way that you can estimate your your expenses there would be to to actually do a budget as though you're retired now so obviously you can't you can't wait until you're retired to do this because you if, if you're short of where you need to be it's kind of too late but what uh, what we've done before is go okay. Well, in five years' time, you plan to retire, and you think that you're going to live this type of lifestyle. What will your expense expenses be at that point in time? Um, this is a, a really useful one if your uh, lifestyle is going to change dramatically. If you're going to be doing something completely different, like I know you've done this before with clients who were uh, buying an RV and taking her in America, something like that. Yep. And that was kind of one where there was no, they had no previous experience of what that might cost. So it was really just a fact-finding mission for, for everyone involved in, in what that was. Yeah, look, it's, it's I guess the overriding uh, assumption is that any budget that you do is, is an educated guess at best, yeah. but it's so far superior for not having one. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, because it, it does give you, I mean, budgets, uh, obsolete almost the second that they're completed. Yeah. It, it does. It does give you a, a, a really good accurate. Uh, yeah. Well, it gives it gives you the best known yeah. plan that you can have. Yeah. So the budget is if retired is is a really useful. I, I mean, I find it a really useful exercise to go through with yeah. my clients, and, and most of them give me feedback that they find it very useful. Um, it, it, it's a it's a funny one because I mean you, you'll see a couple now and I'll say we're both on a hundred thousand um, dollars of income which is two hundred thousand dollars but then you strip out fifty thousand dollars for 
income tax between them, so yep. they're back to 150,000. They make still be paying off a mortgage, yep. so there's you know, another $30,000. Uh, they have kids at school. Yep. Um, and make, making super contributions, all, super those, contributions, types all those types of things. So you start, uh, they're running two vehicles because they're both, yep. uh, you know, both working. Yep. You start to strip all those things back and say, okay, what if you didn't have the income tax bill? What if you didn't have the mortgage bill because your mortgage would be paid out by yep. the time you retire? Um, we're not making super contributions, we're not saving any money because we're just taking what we need. Yeah. Um, you start to strip all those things back and, that, and that's where you get the budget if you're retired yeah. uh, and right now. It, it's funny you say that because that's, that's actually the probably the third way that I'd say we can make that estimate and it's, it's actually my preferred, <coughs> we differ on this a bit, I very rarely do a budget with people as if they are retired because as we joke, I, I just got sick of being lied to about this. <laughs> People, people would often sit there and tell me that they were going to spend an amount of money that uh, I knew just wasn't realistic or wasn't reasonable. You know? What's that game show? There's a game show. We've got a flashback of some sort of game show where you have to estimate what, what the cost of the cost. line yes, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to try and <laughs> get it as low as possible. Yeah, um, yeah. In, in some respects, that's, yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. Um, and, and it's sort of one of the incentive of a lot of the time when you're talking to people about what they think they're going to spend in retirement. You're talking to people who have just finished, you know, we're doing an appointment with them in an afternoon where they just had a tough day at work and they want to retire as soon as possible, whether it's feasible or not. And so you have people, you have people saying that they're going to spend an amount that I think is probably about two thirds of what their real expenses are just because they, they want that to be true. They're not necessarily... I joke about it, sick of being lied to. They're not lying and they're not trying to trick anyone, but they are sort of tricking themselves a bit because they because they want that figure to be true because that means they can retire earlier. People, um, you know, it's human nature. We're very good at convincing ourselves that something's true if we want that to be the case. So that's kind of where I, uh, instead of sitting down and doing that budget and saying, well, what do you, like you are saying, what do you think these things will cost and, you know, what do you think you're going to spend in retirement? I tend to work the other way, which is, is what you were just explaining there, Michael, which is what are you currently taking home in net income uh, and what do you have left at the end of every year? So if, if you're, as a, as a couple, taking home, like you say in that example, you, your gross income is 200000 you're paying $50,000 in income tax and you've got net income of 150000 and you don't have any mortgage repayments, you're not making any super contributions and... Uh, so you've got $150,000 and at the end of the year you have no money saved and you turn around and tell me that you're going to spend $60,000, $70,000 a year of retirement. You, you, you're more than likely kidding yourself there because you're currently spending $150,000. So unless you are going to cut your lifestyle by more than half, it's just not, it's not realistic, it's not reasonable. So Yeah, it's one of those ones that you comment on a lot and, and you do actually see that. And, and in, in some respects, people that... Um, people leading up to their retirement, if they're not on large incomes, in, in some respects, as crazy as it sounds, they're more advantaged than people that, that, yep. have, been, that have been promoted to larger incomes because most people that have been promoted to larger incomes, expenses creep in, creep in, yep. creep in yep. to their budget. And, um, and as they get pay rises, their expenses naturally expand to, to yep. consume that pay rise. So, so for those people, it is an unwinding sometimes yeah. of what they currently spend to what they need to yeah. to uh, get 
accustomed to spending once they've retired. Exactly right. And that, that's, I think, the big thing with this is that, like you you're saying, is that I think sometimes when you're talking to people about what they're going to spend in retirement, that it, it's almost treated as like the game show or, or like a test of how low can you get this. And and this is a, one of the points of, of, of this discussion, though, is there is no right answer there. There's not an amount that... Um, we're saying you have to spend 70 or that you should spend 70 or 100 or 50 or whatever it is. It's really about saying, let's be realistic about what are we currently spending right now and, and what does our current lifestyle look like and what does retirement mean to us? What does our lifestyle, what do we want that to look like uh, in retirement? And based on that, what do we think our expenses are going to be realistically? And then working backwards and going, okay, um, if, if we are going to live that lifestyle or spend that much in retirement, how much do we need to have saved and how long is it likely that we'll need to keep working for to make that happen? And that, that's one that we see a lot is that this is a, a sort of a work in progress is that we will often, um, you know, 10 years out from retirement, people might say we want to spend $70,000 a year and then five years down the road, they're just sick of working and they kind of go... We're happy to spend sixty thousand dollars a year or fifty thousand dollars a year as long as it means that we can we can stop working uh, much sooner. Or, or alternatively, they might be spending a hundred thousand dollars a year now. And and when we have that conversation around where are you going to cut your expenses by by thirty thousand, if they don't want to do that, it's not it's not our role to say that you have to do that and you should only be spending that amount. It's just saying your your retirement savings needs to be able to support that that income draw. It's a great point, and, and trade-offs, you know, you're referring to trade-offs there, so you make trade-offs, I want to retire earlier than I thought I did. Um, yeah. The trade-off is that I'll, I'll you know, shave $10,000 a year in, in That's right. expenses. So it, it becomes, what's more important to you at yeah. that point in time? Is it, is it, is it spending $10,000 extra, yeah. um, or is it retiring yeah. a few years earlier? So yeah. That's right. Um, excellent points. Uh, wrapping up, Ellis. Well, I think that that's probably a great place to finish is that it's, it is about those trade-offs. Um, what we, uh, the, the worst case situ- uh, situation there is that if we have people kidding themselves as to what we think that is, whatever that figure is that you think you will spend in retirement, it's, it's easy to work backwards from that. That allows us to work out, okay, how much do we need to be putting away? How long do you need to be working for? What you don't want to do is, is get that drastically wrong in either direction, you know. It doesn't happen as often, but you sometimes have people saying, well, we're going to spend substantially more in retirement than what we are now, and, and that may not be the case either. So it's, it's really about being realistic about how much is it that we actually want to spend to live the, live the retirement lifestyle we want, and, and what do we need to do to, to be able to fund that and make that happen. We have another podcast uh, called The Top 5 Reasons That Retirement Plans Get Derailed, and we go into more detail yeah podcast so be sure to listen to that one uh, as well thanks for listening everyone thank you for listening to the money over 50 podcast with lighthouse financial advisors we look forward to catching up again soon